0: Ho ho ho! Happy holidays,
1: everybody! Got the elf ears on. Time to rock and roll. Browns take on the Saints in blustery Cleveland. Lots of fantasy football betting talk too. Let's get right to the sick podcast with Andy McNamara. Turn up your volume, Turn
0: up your volume. because you're about to listen to. The sick podcast. sick podcast with Andy McNamara, the sickest Cleveland Browns podcast.
1: Cut back by Chubb. He's to the 10. He's still running to the five. He dips outside left. He's going in. Touchdown. What a run. Nick Chubb. He's going to be sick. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. All that good stuff. Yes, it is. Uh, it's the holidays, but there's a lot of football. A lot of football. To be played, NFL Week 16. Welcome in later on in the show, Jeff Ulrich from DraftKings. Get to my Betfred Sportsbook. Sick picks. Try to get you some money as well. Hey, you can get this beauty t-shirt right there from the the show shop on Twitter, at AndyMC81, at SickPodBrowns. Get all your Browns gear too, Your, 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 your fun stuff, not the official team gear, some fun gear. And the link is right in this show description on YouTube. Speaking of that, click notifications, share the link. Always appreciate it. I got the Brown of the Elf ears on, and we're ready to rock and roll. Some team news first. Uh, with a weird one, Jake Paul, YouTuber, boxer, MMA, you got whatever you want to say, he has signed a contract with the Cleveland Browns. That's real. He has signed a contract with the Cleveland Browns uh, for what we're not sure. Um, heck, I'd put him out there on Saturday. Why not? Jake Paul, though, has signed with the Browns a more impactful signing an extension actually right tackle Jack Conklin 28 years old signed a four year 60 million dollar extension with the team today that's fantastic news and what that leads me to think is maybe the Browns won't be picking up that fifth year deal on Jedrick Wills left tackle there and they'll ride it out and try to find their next left tackle somewhere else it's not going to be a first round pick because those are all well gone for Deshaun Watson so we'll get to my three downs Keys to victory for the Browns versus the Saints in just a few minutes' time. But let's go down to New Orleans. So, where I understand, it's not not overly warm either. Jeff Nowak, host of Inside Black and Gold, joins me now. Jeff, how are you? I'm
2: doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, as we were just talking about, I, I am bundled up inside. Because uh, 28 <laughs> degrees is what we're dealing with today and windy. And in New Orleans, 28 degrees is basically the end of the world, right? right. Stuff shuts down. Schools are going to be, you know, if schools weren't already closed for Christmas, they would be closed. Guaranteed. Yeah. Um, if it rains, they'll shut down the interstates because any sort of ice on the roads is a nightmare. Uh, it's, it's a nightmare. But, yeah, I mean, we're, we're sticking to it. The weird thing is so, you know, and, and this is kind of something that I've developed today, is there will be virtually no local New Orleans media at this game because oh. like all the fights got grounded. Um, And so, like my coworker and the you know my co-host on this podcast is actually out there because um, he's the sideline reporter, so he flies out on the team plane, and they all went yesterday for good reason. Yeah. But like no one else, like none of the local newspapers, huh. local TV stations are going to be out there. So I do wonder who's going to be at the post game press conferences for <laughs> Dennis Allen. It's going to be like the team reporter and the uh, and my buddy Steve, and that's about it. <laughs> he's going
1: to love it. He's going to yeah. be like, boom no exclusive. matter what the result he's out he's like hey okay steve you're done cool i'm out of here let's get going yeah. let's kick it yeah absolutely hey <laughs> that's gonna be very interesting i wonder how many fans are actually going to be in the right. stands as well with just you hear wind gusts up to 50 60 miles an hour cold wet sleet all over pretty much from chicago east it's uh it's going to be nuts some key factors uh missing for the new orleans saints in this one jeff and that's Chris Olave, stud out of Ohio State. Viewers of the show love him, but also beloved Jarvis Landry. Kind of disappointed we won't get to see Juice back in town.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of homecoming narratives, and you you actually missed one, right? Pete Werner, linebacker, right. also oh. out. So all these homecoming narratives yes. don't get to happen. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's I do wonder. Part of me wonders whether you know Olave's situation is like. They don't anticipate they're going to be able to throw much anyway, so if there was a question of whether they could kind of right. could kind of gut through it, they were like, yeah, it's probably not worth it. Pete Warner, I think, is you know probably in the same boat. they're both hamstring injuries, like we have graduated from contagious ankle injuries to contagious hamstring injuries, right. and uh, you know, I think it's a similar situation with him because you know he they both of they finished last week's game you know these are hmm. these are maintenance injuries more than anything else, I think. And this is a team that feels really comfortable putting Caden Ellis out there having just had to do it for five weeks, and he's played very well. So, you know, I think that's part of it. But, yeah, there's injuries all season long have been a major issue for the Saints. You know, you've got basically one game with Mike Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Chris Olave all healthy at the same time. Mike Thomas has been on IR since, you know, week three, I believe, or at least he's been out since week three. Um, and so yeah, you're gonna I don't know if there's gonna be much passing anyway, so I don't know how much that's of an impact that's gonna be. But you know, you're looking at a wide receiver one Rashid Shaheed, maybe. Um who's <laughs> been great, don't get me wrong, he's been great, but that's a big step up for a guy who literally was on a practice squad to start the season. So yeah, that's kind of a indicator of how things have gone this year for New Orleans.
1: Jeff, how big of a factor is Taysom Hill gonna be? Because it's Alvin Kamara. To me, anyway, looking from the the outside, it, the the weaponry on offense looks Alvin Kamara and whatever Taysom Hill does, which can be just about anything. Uh, it seems.
2: You know, it's funny because people refer to Taysom Hill as the gadget player, and they're like, "Oh, we don't know what he's going to do." Actually, it's it's not that. You know exactly what he's going to do because they don't they don't hide it. You know, he goes <laughs> out there and they put eight offensive linemen on the field and they run it, uh-huh. and it works a majority of the time because. In modern NFL, you don't have the size to combat true power football. Um, you know, some teams do like the 49ers handled it really well. The Steelers handled it really well, but they were built. You know, they have the linebackers, they have yeah. the ends, and they can shift them inside, and they really stack up. Um, but, you know, you go back to the Seahawks game, and he runs for three touchdowns, and he throws for another one. And when it does work, that's when you kind of have to deal with the full array of Taysom, right? When you have to stack up to stop it, right? Then, you know, all he has, you know, it's like you can't cover guys down the field. Like he hit Rashid Shaheed on a long touchdown pass. And it was because, you know, the Falcons tried to line up Rishi James one on one with this 4 3 receiver. And it's like, yeah, he's going to run by him. Right. Um, it's just a question of whether Taysom can get it to the right spot. And he did. Um, but yeah, th- it's going to be interesting because if this is a situation, I said this on our podcast that posted today. It's like if you get into a situation where even with Andy Dalton on the field, the Browns are stacking up against the run and getting that right because you can't throw and you're not even going to try, then you might as well have Taysom out there because yeah. if they're going to play it anyway, you might as well, you know, like you might as well get the extra blocker on the field. And that's the advantage when you have Taysom out there versus Andy is you're playing eleven on eleven football, right? You don't have to have a running back because he's the running back. You don't have to have a quarterback handing in the ball because he's going to take a direct snap. So you're able to get an extra offensive lineman on the field. And in a game like this, where, you know, I don't know if there's going to be much happening other than running the ball. You know, this might be a game where in, in past you've seen, okay, Andy takes a snap and then Taysom comes on and runs a play, maybe two, you know, it's rare, but you've seen him stay on the field for two snaps in a row at quarterback. I think this is a game where you might end up seeing you know runs of like five, six snaps in a row, maybe entire drives. Sure, if you're going into the wind and it's working. So yeah, I think Taysom Hill. I'm starting him in fantasy this week.
1: Yeah, so. I, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Alvin Kamara as well, and at least for for the Saints, for Andy Dalton, it's not like you have a fair weather quarterback. This guy played most of his career in the AFC North, mm-hmm. so yep. he knows the weather. But still, that might just mean he knows how to not throw the ball more and, and be used to that in whatever this situation is. So this is, I think, going to be obviously low scoring. And when you look at it from the Saints' perspective for the Browns, does it come back to stop Nick Chubb and then let the rest sort itself out? Yeah, I, th- I think you
2: dared Deshaun to throw the ball, and mm. and that's kind of where it's interesting. You know, we talked to Andy throughout the week, and we kept asking him about the cold, and he was like, "I spent nine years in Ohio, yeah. and I never right. got asked about the cold. I got asked about how do you how are you going to handle the the Florida heat, right?" <laughs> um, yeah. And so yeah, I mean. You look at the quarterback matchup, and it's kind of weird because if you have any questions about one of the quarterbacks going into this game in terms of how they're going to handle the cold, it's Deshaun. It's a guy who played his college career at Clemson in South Carolina, played, played the first however many years of his career in Houston, and now suddenly he's the one having to figure out how to play in First Energy Stadium, You know, dealing with that wind off the lake. So you know, I think if you're the Saints, you have spent all week just being like, okay, how do we stack up to stop Nick Chubb? How do we... Right. Make sure to track Kareem Hunt, find out what they're going to try to do with him and get creative with him and stop them. And then it's like, hey, if they want to drop back and try to throw the ball, go for it. You know, we yeah. have cover corners. We don't, we have no qualms about putting them on an island, stacking them up one on one. We don't, you don't know if Marshawn Lattimore is going to play. I have a very strong feeling he will not just because this is a guy who's, who's dealing with the, you know, major internal injuries. And then your first mm. time you put him back is in 13 degrees. That feels like a rough ass. Yeah, that, that's a mistake. Yeah, but I again, another Ohio State guy, right? Another homecoming is yep, yeah. not going to happen. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, but you have you've gotten really, really good performances out of all. Alante Taylor. Bradley Roby was in the slot last week. <laughs> another Ohio State guy, right? He's right. Ohio State. Yeah. Can I make that up? I, uh,
1: I, no, I think I think you're right. That I'm almost right. positive.
2: Anyway. Yeah, um, and then and then Paulson Adebo has been really good on the other side. So like you're very comfortable in man to man on the outside, right? So mm-hmm. you're just gonna single everybody and stack the box and say, you know what? If you want to go challenge the, the corners who granted have not been able to make an interception to save their lives all year, there's three on the season. And one of them was from a linebacker. Uh, <laughs> it's like, if you want to go challenge those guys, go right ahead, throw into the wind. Uh, we are not going to allow you to just, just do whatever you want in the middle of the field. So yeah, I think that is going to be, you know, the story of this game.
1: What is, and this has been an, to me anyway, intriguing with the saints all season I can't really put my finger on what this team is or where it's going because it's like you had Jameis Winston busted up the back. Is he the guy? Probably not. Andy Dalton placeholder. What? what, Like where? Where does this team go next? Are they rebuilding? Are they? What? What are they?
2: Good question.
1: (laughs) I've been trying to figure that out
2: all year, especially on offense. Yeah, it feels like a team without an identity. Yes. Um, Yeah. And every week you're just not sure. Like at a, at, a, at halfway through the season, we're like, "Wow, maybe this is a running team now, right?" You put up 200 mm. yards rushing back-to-back games, and then all of a sudden, you know, you the next game you go out, and Alvin Kamara has seven yards rushing. You're like, "What what is happening?" Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is a it is an interesting dynamic because this is a team that is kind of allergic to the idea of a rebuild. Um, and they haven't had to do it in two decades, and so they're trying to find a way to kind of thread that needle. Um, without really doing it, and you saw them trade away that first round pick. For next year the, the the only positive thing i can say for the saints in that regard is you know if they win a couple of games down the stretch they can turn that even if they miss the playoffs which they still have a slim chance to get there mm-hmm. uh they can turn that pick that they're giving up into you know a mid-teens pick which when you kind of stack it up against the 19 19 overall from 2022 versus giving up the 14 15 you can live with it if it was right. a top five pick, that becomes really, really painful to look at uh, throughout the offseason. But, no, I mean, I think this is a team that feels like it has the pieces to compete. And, I, you know, I, I, before the season, I would have said the same thing. I would have expected Jameis Winston to get to, to be riding it out at quarterback, and I'm still I, – I question very strongly the decision to not go back to him mm-hmm. now that he is able to play. I think he should be the quarterback, but Dennis Allen is a defensive head coach, and he just wants the offense to be – at a baseline, right? Mm-hmm. He's not worried about the ceiling. He's worried about the floor. And right. so that's why you go with Andy Dalton. Uh, if this is Sean Payton, 100% James is in there. Um, and so that's kind of where you land. But yeah, I mean, this is a team that's just, I think trying to piece it together week to week right now. And then in the offseason you're going to, you're going to figure it out. But like I said, you know, you do, you have gotten really good performances out of your rookies, right? Chris Olave has been excellent. Sure. A lot. Uh, Taylor has been excellent. You found Rashid Shahid, you know, a diamond in the rough there. He's been very, very good and, you know, Trevor Penning, your other first round pick, really, you haven't seen much from him because he was hurt to begin the season. So, you know, I think this is a team that feels like it has pieces. And in this offseason, you're really going to have to figure out what you were doing at quarterback.
1: Jeff, before we let you go, let's get your score prediction for this one. Saturday, I, I, listen, the, the point total is 32. I'm taking the under. Taking I, think, the I, other, yeah. <laughs> I Most people should. I, I, let's assume it's low score. What's your score prediction for Saints versus Browns? You
2: know, score predictions. You know, these predictions are funny because I'm always wrong. Oh, okay. uh, well, so, always wrong. Yeah, and and I end up trying to be like optimistic, and then it always works against me. So in this case, I'm going to almost try to like to to like you know reverse psychology the the jinx that I'm going to put on them. Right. I think that you know I think the last time the Browns played a game like this was the Steelers. They won thirteen to six. I think that's going to end up being around the score. Whichever team gets out to a lead is going to have a massive advantage in this game. Yeah. And I don't know if you're going to be able to kick field goals. So if you can, whoever can get into the end zone first, I feel like they win. Um, and so, I, I, you know, I think the Browns, at the end of the day, they're going to be able to do that. And, you know, I'm going to go 13 to 13 to 9, 13 to 7, somewhere in that range. You know,
1: actually, no, 13 to 8.
2: Let's go there. 13 to
1: 8. Yes, mix in some weird like yeah safety or something.
2: Well, no, so that's two touchdowns and one two point conversion, and one failed two point conversion, and then one touchdown and a successful two point conversion,
1: and a two point. Okay, yeah, you can go. Yeah, different way. Yeah, yeah, I'm just
2: assuming no one's going to try to kick.
1: It would it would be dicey. It would be dicey, especially on the best of days down by the lakeshore. Okay, Jeff. Hey, tell people where they can find all your great content. Man, you're you're everywhere. (laughs)
2: <laughs> everywhere yes everywhere. uh yeah, you can find me on twitter at jeff underscore noack i am in new orleans for this one steve uh you know steve geller uh you can find him at steve geller wwl is going to be one of the only local new orleans local uh media out there he's on the sideline he's gonna freeze his freeze his butt off uh for this game i feel bad for him yeah. um and then you can uh check out our podcast inside black and gold we did a nice long preview of this game uh with a with a brown reporter that posted today so you can kind of hear our take on it and complain and be mad because, you know, we, we, we like to talk a bunch of trash anyway. Um, Yeah. And then obviously over at WWL.com for all the latest headlines and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, it's been, it's been fun. I'm looking forward to this game because it's been a while since I've seen the Saints play in, uh, in weather. And uh, it's always, (laughs) always a crapshoot when they have to do it.
1: If if you don't have to physically be in the weather, it's fun to watch. Um, You can tell, you can tell your guy, Steve, if he wants the best deli sandwich in Cleveland, go to Carl's, uh, in at uh, the Barristers on West 3rd. Won't be sorry. Tell him Andy from Toronto sent him. Take care. Okay.
2: okay. I'll
1: let all him right. know. All right, brother. Talk to you. Stay yeah, warm. You. There he goes, Jeff Nowak from Inside In and you heard all that good stuff. Interesting insight to the, the possible future of the Saints because it is a weird team. Where, where, where are you going? And I'm with them. I, I think there's going to be a whole lot of just hunker down and hope that you score first and you ride it out. And that's it. Want to get to my Browns three downs, keys to victory right here. Okay. So here's number one. First down, keys to victory for the Browns. Contain Taysom Hill. Okay. Contain Taysom Hill. He's rushed for over 39 yards, five, six times this year. Uh, He can throw, he can catch, he can run. He can also do nothing and be stuffed up. He's a very weird gadget player. I call him fantasy football poison, folks. I hate him for fantasy football, but real life. And in this type of odd weather game, you can kind of just keep him on the field, right? Contain Taysom Hill. You need a spy on him. That's why it would be great again if you could have JOK in there for the Browns, but he's off on IR. Someone to track Taysom Hill. Where is he? Keep an eye on Taysom Hill. That is going to be huge. Second down. Don't worry about Deshaun Watson's passing development in this one. Don't worry about it. Just get out with a win just get a victory. Let us Browns fans have a Merry Christmas. Get the dub. I don't care if it's three nothing for the Browns. Just get the win. Don't worry about, okay, let's have them take a step forward in QB rating or completion percentage, whatever. Just keep it super simple. Don't worry about the development. Have this as a, okay, I'm just getting game reps in the huddle more comfortable with the guys. That's key. Don't get cute, Stefanski. Don't get cute. It's tough for me to get too upset from of this Stupid Elfie, brand of the alpha gear. Third down, don't take the points. You heard that right. All year, been screaming, take the points, kick the field goal. Well, in this one, if it's anything like fourth and three or less, maybe even fourth and four, uh, I say go for it. Depends how the runs working and all that. You know, dink and dunk passes, Joku, Kareem Hunt, Chubb, whatever. Don't take the points. Cade York has been so sporadic. These wins will be a nightmare. He hasn't shown any type of home field advantage in his rookie year from kicking at home. He's been worse kicking at home. So don't take the points. Look, if you're fourth and 12 at the 25, yeah, go for it. Kick it. Kick the field goal, right? Try try to kick it. But when you have the option, don't take the points. Keep the ball in your hands. Keep that ground control. Keep it moving. Run the clock and eke it out, and score score first, score first, and just be done with it, but again, try not to take the those those points if you don't have to, and try for those touchdowns, even if it's just one, that might be all it takes, so you can try that, now all-time, some all-time Browns versus Saints stats and info for you, Browns lead the all-time series 13 to 5, last time they played, the Saints won it uh, in September 21-18 in New Orleans, now I was actually at the time they played before that in Cleveland at First Energy Stadium, 2014, Billy Kundiff, Remember that kicker's name, folks? Billy Kundiff. Billy Cundiff kicked the last second time hitting zero field goal. I remember that one of the few Browns games they've been at in person where they won. Billy Cundiff was the hero for the Browns that day as they beat the Saints. So that was, uh, that was a, a fun one there. Saints overall offense, 17th overall, 21st rushing, 12th passing defense, 11th overall, 23rd versus the rush, 7th versus the pass. Good news for the Browns, again, that they are much lower in that rushing defense than passing defense because, well, you know, there's going to be a case where um, you shouldn't be running the ball all that much at all. So that's the that's the case there. Uh, so it, it's going to be a game where you just want to get through it and you just want to get the W. In the AFC North, great opportunity for the Browns to try to stay ahead of the Steelers. Right. You got Steelers hosting the Raiders in bad weather. That's probably going to go Steelers' way, but hopefully the Raiders can pull it out. Ravens have to go with uh, Tyler Huntley again. We saw how bad they looked. That's a game that hopefully they lose and keep falling. Bengals clinched the playoff spot with the Jets' loss the other day. So keep that, get that seventh win. Go into the holidays feeling real good. Get your Grinch fantasy football moments in, folks. Get your Grinch. What is your Grinch? fantasy moment who's a player what's the situation this year ruined your fantasy week or year season whatever it might be hit me up on twitter with that at andymc81 instagram at Sports. the show at sick pod browns also leave it in the comment section click notifications hit up the team the store the, the show shop get that shirt get some brown shirt get the Chub hunt run repeat get the ohio shirt. get a whole bunch of of great cool gear there coming up after a very quick break it'll be Jeff Ulrich from DraftKings get your fantasy football ready and also get you set for some prop plays and best bets with my sick picks of the week from Betfred Sportsbook that's coming up on the sick podcast with Andy McNamara okay everybody NFL week 16 I got the hat back on at the elf back on we're kicking it we're getting your fantasy football playoffs and DFS questions answered my sick picks coming up for NFL Week 16 as well in just a few minutes, but let's bring in my guy from DraftKings, Jeff Ulrich. Jeff, how are you?
0: I'm doing great, man. Thanks a lot for having me on. Uh, yeah, I
1: mean, crazy. Like little
0: week. We were just talking about the weather, and um, this week for NFL is going to be pretty crazy. So
1: it is, and this for this for fantasy football playoffs is so crucial. It's so crucial because um, the weather side is is just so nuts, right? Because you have everything pretty much from Chicago east that if you're playing outside, you got to be lowering your expectations across the board, right?
0: Yeah, like massively. Um, like you said, it's not just like one or two games. It's not like, oh, it's just the East Coast games. It's it's everywhere, man. Like, I was looking at the Carolina game, and they have temperatures like in the 30 degrees Fahrenheit range. So there's oh. not a lot of wind there, but like it's it's going to be cold there too. So, yeah, Kansas City, Baltimore, New England could get some wind. Chicago and then obviously uh, Cleveland looking like the worst spot of the week. So um, in terms of just weather Um, and I think, you know, with with everything, there's opportunity like, um, you know, we'll we'll probably get into this. But, you know, how you approach um, you know props and stuff and betting and and situations like this. I think there's always good opportunity out there and there's probably going to be some this week, too.
1: What about Taysom Hill? Because for fantasy football purposes, Jeff, he I call him fantasy football poison because he ruins days. Just yeah. when you think you got him figured out, it's like, I'll put Taysom Hill. Then he does nothing. Then he siphons a whole bunch. But you have this week, no Jarvis Landry, no Chris Olave. You don't want to be throwing the football. And Taysom Hill is kind of that one wild card weapon left that you can sort of just distribute. I, I think it might be a nice play this week.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, I you know, he's got a rushing prop. Last time I looked, it was around 35.5, which yeah. is really big, like, for Taysom Hill. So clearly we're expecting... Some usage. Um, I think that the other thing with Hill is like if you expect he's gonna be involved, and and you mentioned him, like Taysom Hill is kind of a guy you either never play or you just always play. And right. when you hit him, when you hit him, it's great because maybe you'll hit the the touchdown prop or whatever, or you'll hit him for fantasy, but just ignoring him is fine too, because like hmm. we can't project when the, the the Saints are gonna do some trick play and he gets like some flea flicker and then throws a 50 yard touchdown and runs for one, right? So yeah, um, but I think this week, one thing that I'm really interested in doing is taking the under on Andy Dalton passing touchdowns. Hmm. I mean, the you're still getting plus money at this at like every sports book. And that flows off the Taysom Hill thing because they're going to use Taysom Hill in the red zone. At least, I, I mean, I'd be shocked if they didn't. And that's going to mean less pass attempts for Dalton. And you just may not see more than like 15 pass attempts in this game. So yeah. I think like Taysom Hill getting involved, you can kind of like – project that to other players as well. And I think that taking advantage of it with Dalton is actually almost one of the best ways I like doing it.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Let's go to this Titans-Texans game. Let's switch out and go to Tennessee. And, boy, you have Ryan Tannehill. He's out. And I'll be swinging back for our Grinch to to Ryan Tannehill in in a few minutes, our our (laughs) Grinch fantasy football moment. That's actually a good call, yeah. And his receivers, right? But we we, we have Ryan Tannehill out. You have the Texans now all of a sudden at 500. Or sorry, the Titans all of a sudden at 500. Malik Willis in, who I, I, I've been getting some messages, and you, you see, oh, Malik Willis. But, Jeff, when he's played, they don't want him throwing the ball. And even more surprising, they don't want him running the ball the time he's been in there. He's just been doing nothing.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird. It's, it's, a, it's a letdown, right? Like, I really yeah. thought that Willis, when he got a chance this year, you'd come in, you'd see – You'd see a raw quarterback who, you know, maybe like his completion rate wasn't there, but a few electric plays downfield and then obviously the running and it's it like, just, it hasn't transpired for whatever reason. And I think you're right. I think part of it is that the Titans just so conservative, so buttoned up. Mm-hmm. They want to just pound the ball with Derrick Henry. If they get a few first downs and a, and a field goal, that's fine. They'll try to win the game like 13, 10. And it's just not, it's not anything conducive to, to fantasy. I, I like I kind of like the Texans in this spot, to be honest, this line's moved down, but you know, if you can get it over three, which is a key number for betting. I mean um, the Texans with Davis mill, you know, pushing teams, pushing quality teams their last couple starts, you know, with the Cowboys, they they probably should have won that game. So Mm -hmm. um, it's an interesting spot. I think the Titans are in a really, really tough spot too with Jacksonville now breathing down their neck. And um, I I don't know what you do here for fantasy. I I think that Derrick Henry could even be, could even like this could flow like the it's almost like the the virus of like you know, I don't want to call Malik Villas a, a, a virus, but like the Titans offensive virus and how they they yeah. perform, it's gonna it may even affect Derrick Henry in this game because the the Texans just gonna be able to to pile that lineup. So yeah, um really just you know, uh not a spot that I'm I'm bullish on for anyone in fantasy for Tennessee. I think that the the Texans defense could even be a a slightly sneaky play. And mm. then um you know, a, a guy like Chris Moore probably going to pop up here again. But actually, I should—I do have one sneaky player for DFS, Jordan Aikens at 2,900. Athletic Ooh. tight end. We just saw um, another tight end uh, and Evan Ingram just destroy this Tennessee uh, secondary a couple
1: weeks ago. Interesting. I, I was going to say for the DraftKings DFS lineups, yeah, like Derrick Henry, I think just name recognition people will play. But for the price in the DraftKings lineup, I'm with you. I don't think it's worth that play. The Chris Moore, the Aikens, what? yeah, and we have seen him – Pop from time to time. um That defense as well. I bet you on that DraftKings slate. The Texans defense is going to be pretty low, rightfully so. But yeah, if you can be truly one-dimensional, which it looks like the Titans will have to be, you just stay. Look, they're still professional NFL players. If you still stack the box, Derrick Henry can only run through you for so long. that That's right. I mean, it, I like I said, I'm not. I mean,
0: I don't think you have to go out of your way to fade Derrick Henry, but he's going to be popular. He's 8,600. He doesn't he, I don't like the passing game involvement with Malik Willis is going to be worse as well. I think there's a lot of things going against him here. And um, like I said, I mean, the, the the Texans have played pretty well, pretty competitive the last couple games. I think their passing game probably gets them in the lead. And then it puts just, hmm. you know, a lot of pressure on Wilson and Henry. So
1: in conversation with Jeff Ulrich from uh, DraftKings on Twitter at TheFantasyGrind. Uh, how about Bengals Patriots? this is one of those games where you have especially fantasy football playoffs. The advice I'm sure you're the same, Jeff. I tell people, play your stars. Don't get cute in the playoffs. Jamar Chase, oh, the Patriots defense is tough. Fine. Pl- play your stars. But that being said, Pat are the Patriots are only three-point underdogs at home. And for Cincinnati. It's something where I start to get a bit nervous after, okay, Jamar Chase, and then there's T Higgins kind of floating around. He's back healthy. There's Mixon. There's Burrow. But that that Patriots defense can always be so tough. In the game I'm looking at right now, looks like it's going to be super cold, 16 uh, Fahrenheit. It looks like clear and, and maybe sunny, so maybe not the worst, but still a bitter cold day. Cold. You could see winds
0: get up there too. That's going to be something mm. to watch. Yeah. Um, I do like the under in this game too. And, and like for fantasy playoffs, I mean, look, you're dead right you are you're, you're not going to sit T Higgins or Jamar Chase in the spot but the 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 five of the last six Patriots games at home 34 points or less so mm. like this is a team that's played very conservative at home um their defense is you know you look at a uh, DVOA and a lot of different stats they're they're there's just solid they're they're solid uh pass rush did, did they make the odd mistake yeah they did last week against the Raiders obviously but it's still a solid team and i i just don't see this as like a high volume day. I think the Bengals probably try and come in and shorten this game as well. Um, running a, a little bit more, trying to, to just protect Joe um, Joe Burrow against a, a solid pass rush. So, you know, the, the Patriots offense isn't going to do us any favors and push us into a shootout. We know that. <laughs> um, I, I just see this as a really boring game. I actually really like yeah. the under in this game. It's probably my favorite, one of my favorite totals to bet. Still shocked that it's at 41 and a half. Um, but yeah. you know, for, for season long fantasy, I think it's a good spot for Ramondre Stevenson. I, I don't mind this um, linebacker crew on the Bengals. I, I think it's a good spot for daily fantasy too. He's going to get a lot of work even with Harris back. Um, but um, you know, as, as far as like the passing games go here, it's, it's just one of those, it's kind of ugly. You, if you got T Higgins, you hope he gets uh, in the end zone and same with Jamar chase and, um, and you kind of just get out of there with like a decent day.
1: That's it. Might, be, might be a nice day for Mixon. Uh Now we have heard that Lamar Jackson will miss his third straight game. Tyler Huntley in for the Ravens and us Browns fans. We got to get a nice, good look at really how lethargic and bad and just, just bland that Ravens offense is. Uh, the Browns won 13 to three last week. You're at home. You play the Falcons to play. it, it. You should be beating the Falcons. Desmond Ritter. I love him coming out of the draft. And I think you give him a full off season. I still think there's a lot of potential with the guy, but not, not right now But for the Ravens. Like Jeff, if we're looking at it, you can't even trust Mark Andrews anymore. How wild is that? You can't trust him. Mark, yeah, Mark Andrews. He started off so well, and yeah. there was
0: everyone's he's you know he's overtaking Travis Kelsey. Then he got banged up, and I really feel like there's just like he's nursing something, like he's hiding an injury, he's gutting something mm-hmm. out. It certainly feels that way because even last year with Huntley, I mean, this guy was electric. He had ten, yeah. you know, he was averaging ten targets with Huntley, was going downfield, had a bunch of hundred-yard games it's just not the same player we're seeing. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is like partly Greg Roman's fault as well. And, and just what he's calling, but um, you know, the, again, this Dame uh, fairly similar weather to, to new England, maybe the winds get a little bit worse, it, it, but we have two run run heavy teams here. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, like you said, you expect Baltimore to take care of this game, but um, you know, th- there's no, like there's nothing that Baltimore has done that should make us like comfortable here either. I mean, I I think no. the fact that you're getting almost a touchdown with Atlanta, like I, I would not take the Ravens to cover here. I know they're going to run the ball a little bit, but like Atlanta's kind of built for this weather. They got Tyler Algier, Cordell yeah. Patterson to work in the short pass game. I think they probably keep this close. I think Baltimore is probably you know do, doing going to do what they've done in, in the past few weeks, which is eke out really close wins against bad teams, and and then you know they, they'll lose to the good teams like they did last week too. But um, yeah. It's a big point spread. I wouldn't, if someone said, oh, I'm going to take the points with Atlanta, that's that's where I'd be at. And quite frankly, I know it's 35 points. I think this one may go like well under that. So um, not, nothing here for, you know, maybe Tyler Algier for Daily Fantasy. You can go back. It's a tough matchup for him, but I just really like him as a player. That's another player too, Andy, for next year on Atlanta. I, I really like the way he runs. I think yeah. uh, if he turns into a main carry back, he's going to have a ton of potential. So
1: Especially with him being able to compliment a young quarterback like Ritter. I think that could be a nice little combo for, Looking ahead next year, and yeah, like that's six and a half. I, I, the, the more we talk about it, Jeff. I'm thinking you're right because the Ravens, when they're winning these past few weeks, and look, three points last week in a loss, even when they're winning, ten points, thirteen points, sixteen points. I, I I think the uh taking the Falcons to cover there, and for DraftKings contest, I'm kind of liking a a Baltimore stack here with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards because if it's Lamar Jackson, you know he's running. Well, Tyler Huntley, he can run, but they inexplicably have him throw the ball 40 times. Dobbins was averaging last week, Jeff, a first down a carry. A yeah. first down a carry. So Dobbins Edwards stack that could be pretty sweet for a DraftKings uh, play.
0: Yeah, no, Dobbins really effective, actually. Yeah. Like, like you said, I don't I don't exactly know why they were trying to go away from that too much, but <laughs> fine by me. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, like Dobbins is um one of these backs could definitely you know, we just need him to get in the end zone kind of thing, but the way yeah. they've been producing. So I think Algier, Dobbins, both very viable. I think Dobbins is going to be like the more popular play, but also just in the better matchup. Atlanta's run defense has regressed a little bit. Um, and that's probably, you know, going to put, you know, Algier down in terms of volume. So, yeah, I'm with you on the Dobbins call. That's like the one Ravens player I, I kind of looked at as well and uh, and would feel comfortable actually rostering in this game.
1: All right, Jeff, let's get to our Grinch fantasy football moment of the year we put it out on twitter at sickpodbrowns at andymc81 instagram at Sports. we want to know what is your grinch moment the moment a player it could be you drafted a guy too high he let you down in a key situation whatever it might be your grinch moment a player looked at you and said no stole your fantasy presence for the year what was your grinch moment i i think for me
0: it it's it really came down to two players, and it's funny because they both had similar seasons in terms of like their their playing and up and downness. I'll go DeAndre Swift, and my other guy was Keenan Allen. But DeAndre Swift mm. looks so good week one; just such an electric passing game player. You're like, oh, it doesn't even matter if Jamal Williams gets involved. He's going to be so good in the passing game. The PPR points are going to be there every week. You know these thirty yard runs, maybe, and then he gets injured. We think, okay, I, I can sustain a few weeks injury. Comes back. And it's just never the same. Yeah. doesn't get involved. Is he injured? Is he not? I don't know because it's just like, you know, the, the practice report stays good, then he gets five touches. So huge Grinch moment for Swift. I don't like to jump on guys when they're injured, but it was just a, a huge letdown, obviously, for a player who I think is, you know, going forward, I think you got to project him more as just like a, a tandem back than, than an every down back. So maybe that's my fault. But um, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely one of my biggest letdowns. I mentioned Keenan Allen as the runner-up similar thing it was like when is this hamstring going to get healthy for keenan allen so good towards the later end of the year but basically ruined a couple of my my teams just by not being there at all during the regular season so um swift definitely uh will will get the uh the award though because he was the high draft pick the running back i kind of built around more more often than not
1: well he was anticipated top certainly rb1 top 12 guy you know and it didn't work out jamal williams on the other side sort of that that christmas gift where Jamal Williams yeah. was standalone value the whole year. I'm with you, Keenan Allen, Jeff. I think we're, we have to accept that Keenan Allen is approaching what Julio Jones was over the past couple of years. Yeah. He's always going to have a cue beside his name. He's always going to be questionable. There's always going to be something lingering. And you're going to have to guess if I don't play him, is this the week he goes off? Or if I do play him, is he going to get injured mid game? I think we're in that territory with him. It is. It's, 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 it sucks because he's, um, you know, he, he
0: works really well with Herbert. Yeah. He's still really good at getting open, but yeah, you just, you know, like how many more years of this? I mean, I, I'm, I know another player where I probably, I kind of knew in the back of my mind, eh, taking on a bit of an injury risk, but I think you're at the age with Keenan Allen now where you've actually legitimately got to factor that in, yeah. you know, like the, these, these soft tissue injuries, they just pop up more as guys get over 30, uh, especially with like a skill guy who, um you know, using those quick, t- quick twitch muscles mm-hmm. <laughs> every, every week. So yeah, Keenan Allen, unfortunately, probably last year I'll be I'll be targeting him uh anywhere near like the <laughs> above the 6th round.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. Jeff, listen, great stuff, buddy. Tell people where they can find all your work. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So um, you know, right for DraftKings over at uh dknation.draftkings.com so you can check that out. But best thing to do just give me a follow on Twitter at the fantasy grind. Do lots of uh, you know, game previews and stuff like that. Um fantasylife.com as well. So, uh you you can just give me a follow there at the fantasy grind. I always usually tweet out my stuff Got some stuff going for golf season as well if you into that kind of thing, but we'll be uh you know in, into the NFL betting in, until uh, until we hit Arizona in February.
1: Yeah, geez, we be here before we know it. Well, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, my friend. Thank you. Absolutely, thanks a lot, man. All right, there he goes, Jeff Bolrick from DraftKings. Get you ready that fantasy football advice you need. And folks, if you need more fantasy football tips advice leading up to kickoff, remember a ton of games Saturday. Don't forget. Okay, there's most games Saturday, and then Christmas is Sunday. So get those lineups, make sure they're set. But you can always use hashtag Ask Andy on Twitter at AndyMC81 at SickPod Browns on Instagram at AndyMC Sports. And speaking of hashtag Ask Andy, let's go to it right now. All right, let's pull up a couple of tweets, and so we'll get to my sick picks. Get you some money going on okay this is from at z man with three e man for life little nwo there i like it at z man for life who would you start brady or watson yeah you know what if it was if weather was not a factor i would say watson even though we're still seeing deshaun watson progress back and, and continue to build towards what we want him and know he has been in the past but you just cannot play him this week in fantasy. Really, if you're not a running back, you can't play anybody in that Browns Saints game. The weather has already picked up and this is awful in Cleveland today. It's going to be worse tomorrow. You just can't play him. So now you look at, okay, well, what about Tom Brady? And between the two, you at least hope that Tom Brady can be uh, functional, right? You got that. Well, that's the late game on Christmas day. Ugh! What a stinker that is NFL. They, they couldn't flex that Bucks Cardinals gross I'll be passing on watching that one that one stinks that's a good play for Tom Brady Cardinals defense fine not a lot to play for you know now you might get into a situation where they can get up quick and just run it out because you have a combo of Colt McCoy and Trace McSorley at quarterback for the for the cards so yeah you go with Tom Brady um I'd rather you maybe look at somebody like okay is Derek Carr available you know 35 percent Uh, available on most rosters. Derek Carr has a nice play. He's gotten you about five out of six, I think uh, 17 or more fantasy points, his last number of games. That's a nice play. But if you have to go between the two, go with Tom Brady in this one. Let's hit another one up. What do we got? Kyle Chambers, uh, at Kyle Chambers underscore 25, hashtag ask Andy, who would you start in your flex position? Hopkins, Waddle, or McKinnon? Well, I'm sure he means McKinnon from um Kansas City at least I hope so uh so in this case this is what we're we're looking at here and I I like how surprise. I I like when you get sometimes fantasy surprises right where it's like wow we did not think that this would be happening but check this okay McKinnon Jarek McKinnon has five touchdowns over his past three games for the Chiefs five touchdowns the guy's been it's not a fluke it's not a jump up He's become a key part of that Chiefs offense. And what's interesting is Pacheco, to a lesser extent, is really kind of in that flex play low-end RB2, but he's even being worked in in double-digit low, double-digit fantasy points also. So there's really room with the lack of a wide receiver really jumping off the page, it kind of being Travis Kelsey and everybody else for Patrick Mahomes. He's leaning on McKinnon, and it's a sneaky good play. His ownership has skyrocketed over the past month. He's rostered about 86% of most leagues now, so I'm going to say McKinnon. Reason being, tough to trust the Cardinals' quarterback situation. I mentioned uh, McSorley and um, uh, Colt McCoy uh, replacing Kyler Murray, so that's you know going to be more run. Yeah, you, you know you can still dink and dunk your way, but it, it's it's not where it needs to be. The ceiling has lowered substantially for DeAndre Hawkins. and then you look at Waddle, just underwhelming overall. Now, they're going to be playing in Miami this week, so you're going to avoid the bad weather that's in most of the country. So, in a lot of cases, might not be a bad play, but you look at the number of single-digit fantasy days for Waddle over the past four or five weeks. Not good. He's really come down. So, out of all these, you're in a good spot, I think, no matter what, but McKinnon certainly has given you the most upside out of that combo. Nice DraftKings play, too. You can pop him. He's still going to be a lower-end Um, running back just based on what he's done for the season. So McKinnon, also a good DFS play there. Any other questions, get him in. Hashtag AskAndy. Let's try to win you some money now, folks. Let's go. Sick Picks. It's time for Sick Picks. Okay, now we look at this. We went over a couple with with Jeff. And folks, by the way, hey, Betfred Sports, folks, my guys at Betfred Sports, guess what's coming, Ohio? Guess what's coming? January is coming. January 1st is coming. What's that mean? it means legal online sports betting and that's why you got to sign up with my guy from bet fred sportsbook okay exclusive bonuses check the link in the show i'm going to tweet it out as well put it on instagram but in the show link here on youtube click the link right there that's your exclusive pre-register bonus sign up okay you do there you're able and you can see all the details pre-register bonus of over a thousand dollars, 1,111 bucks. You can read out, you can get involved with that. Weekly prizes, we gave, gave away Bengals Browns tickets the other week, they're gonna have autographs, jerseys, memorabilia, just for signing up, just for getting that first deposit and making it back. So get ready now, so when January 1st hits, you're already ready to go. That Fred Sportsbook, the link right there, you gotta click on that link to get access to that pre-register bonus. And for those, enter to win those contests and get ready to rock and roll that. That's going to be a lot of fun. So let's look at these Saints, Browns, some prop plays in this. First of all, take the under. I told you on Tuesday, take the under. Keep taking the under. Uh, This is screaming, again, another 13-3 type of game, if that high. Uh, It's just going to be low, low, low scoring. Lowest game since 2008 when it comes to over-unders. I'm sorry for, for point totals being given. Sitting right now at 32 on the Betfred Sportsbook. Uh, So here are a few prop plays for Saints-Browns. Andy Dalton under zero and a half passing touchdowns, meaning he can't throw a passing touchdown, plus 125, plus 125. Now, when you look at Andy Dalton, who's thrown just one touchdown in six games this year and has thrown zero in another game, we're not talking about a high-powered octane. By the way, Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry, both out, And you mix in Taysom Hill, who could always jump in and throw a touchdown himself. I think that is an absolutely great play. In fact, that is my smash play of the week. My Fred Sportsbook smash play is under on the passing touchdown total for Andy Dalton. And also, you can look at Deshaun Watson, plus 160 for the same bet over under 0.5 passing touchdowns, plus 160 in a game where you should be running all the time. The under makes a lot of sense. And it's not like that offense has been lighting anything up, whether it's Deshaun working his way back or weather-based. So plus 160, let's go. Like that's a, those two are really good plays. Rushing. I'm going to take the over for Taysom Hill, 35 and a half rushing yards. Pays minus 120. He's rushed for 39 yards or more five times this season. And again, with how shorthanded they are, he's their one kind of wild card weapon for fantasy, for betting. I think like the over... But 35 and a half yards, it makes a ton of sense. And you can take as well Nick Chubb, minus 140. Not the best pale, but minus 140, 81 and a half rushing yards. I like that one too. That one's that one's not too bad. And we're talking to guys uh, look look at the weather, keep track of the weather, and go heavy on the unders. Go heavy on the under. I like Kansas City as well, 49 and a half points. Seahawks and Chiefs. You check the wins. That could be under the 10 points for Kansas City over the Seahawks. Not that the Chiefs in a neutral zone site, no weather, should win, but I think they very well could. But if you're in a low-scoring game, that's why, again, I really like the short passes to McKinnon, Pacheco for a good day. Um, I'd be taking the under there for the Patriots game, 41 and a half under. Uh, Lions, two and a half point favorites. I'm taking that. How about those Lions? Huh? What a fun little team that is. Look at San Francisco and the Commanders. Uh Chase Young back for the Commanders. I don't think that'll make too much of a difference, but just, just so you know, future weeks for the Commanders uh offense. And when we look at Eagles Cowboys, over under 47, Gardner Minshew, Minshew Mania back in a big way. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see how that works out. I might be leaning against sort of the the under. Weather won't be a factor there, of course, but They might try to be controlling the ball. I think Miles Sanders makes a lot of sense in that one. So I would be taking the under probably in that too. And heck, you're in Pittsburgh. That's going to be same type of crappy weather. Over under 38, Raiders, Steelers, take the under. I think you just look at wherever there's weather. Under, under, under are the plays this week. And I bet you when all things are said and done, you pop that on the Betfred Sportsbook, you're going to be coming out ahead. Also, folks, you see, you like the t-shirt? Look at this, professional Fantasy football player T-shirt. Where can you get that? You might ask, Andy. We like the shirt. Great material. Pops. Well, you can get it. The link is right in the description, along with the Betfred Sportsbook pre-registration link. You can go to the go to the shop store, the Sick Podcast is Andy McNamara shop. Got it up my pin tweet at AndyMC81 on Instagram too at AndyMCsports. You can get this shirt. You can get Ohio shirts. You can get Browns theme shirts. Movie shirt. Whole bunch of great gear there makes for an excellent christmas present even if it's not going to arrive in time you can show them the pictures hey it's coming so check that out as well that'll do it folks merry christmas happy holidays stay warm enjoy the game thanks to the guests today and we will see you next week on hopefully a victory tuesday edition of the sick podcast with andy go Browns!
0: and that's a wrap hope you don't miss us too much until next time Follow The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube,
1: Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.